0: I just talked to my mom about this last night. I was 11. In my memory, I feel like I was 12, but I was actually 11. I was very good at softball growing up, and that brought my parents a lot of joy, and they really enjoyed watching me do well. And I ended up on an all-star team where I was playing up with girls that were older than me, with coaches that I didn't know. And I got into a bit of a slump, and I could not hit. It was just out of practice. I just, I could not hit the ball, and I was like, oh no, this is really bad. And I was always kind of an anxious, Kids, So I was like, this is really bad really bad. Like everybody knows how bad I'm doing and my parents are going to be really upset and oh no. And I walked back to first base after I had done my batting practice, I walked back to first and I had a piece of gravel in my eye mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, oh no. So I start kind of like rubbing the gravel to get it out of my eye and I started pulling and I've been a full blown addict ever since. And I've never like it. So I started with my eyes and then once I ran out of eyelashes, then I moved on to the tops of my eye or the ends of my eyebrows. And I've been doing that since I was 11 and I'm going to be 32 in a couple of weeks. There was a lot of stress at home as well. So it was like my, my, I had a younger sister. Well, I have a younger sister and she was very difficult by everybody's admission. She was a very difficult, loud, stubborn child. And it took a lot out of my parents to like manage her. And I was always such a people pleaser that I really brought it upon myself to make everybody happy in a way I could do that was in sports. And when I slumped in sports, that's how that just took off mm-hmm.
1: how long before your parents noticed that you were like missing things you know my mom was
0: very very observant I don't really remember when she noticed I would imagine pretty quickly because my mom's very involved in a bit of a self-admitted helicopter parent so she would have noticed fairly quickly the first person I re- I truly remember bringing it to my attention was my fifth grade teacher which I love her. I have a very special place in my heart for her. I was pulling in class just, I guess I didn't even know it, but obsessively. So when it was recess, she's like, hey, Nick, can you come over here? And I'm like, sure. And she goes, hey, why are you, you're, you're pulling at your eye a lot? And I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. Like, this is like a real problem. Like people are noticing this. And then, you know, you have kids in the playground, like you know, when you line up, to go into class, people would start to notice, and then they would get like like kids do within an inch of my face, and be like, "Why don't you have eyelashes?" And then they're just like investigating your face, and I was like, "Um, because, um," and I just couldn't answer the question. And then my mom's like, "Tell them you have alopecia, or tell them this, you know, whatever version of a lie it, it was," and that was kind of horrifying. That happened quite a bit but i didn't get bullied for it too much in elementary school but when i moved on to middle school the girls that i played softball with i played with from a very young age there's like lexi alexis and brie played with them for a long time our parents were friends we'd go to the river together and that would require me to go in water so mm-hmm. eyeliner would smudge And there was no way to hide it and you'd be in an aquatic setting and you would just be like, Oh God, like I can never go to pool parties, all these stuff where it's like, if I go in, then what am I going to do? But when I was in middle school, those three girls and me were getting ready. It was like eighth grade. And I had put on my first set of false eyelashes. My friend Mm -hmm. Lexi's mom had done, had had to struggle with drugs and in her struggle with drugs, did she pull out her eyelashes? So she was like, you know, you can wear these fake ones. And I was like, really? Oh my God, that'd be amazing. So I'm in eighth grade. It's the first day I've ever worn them. And this girl who was not really a friend of ours comes up to me and gets again within an inch of my face. And I don't know this girl within an inch of my face and goes, are you wearing fake eyelashes? And then I'm not kidding, Barbara rips the eyelash off my face.
1: Oh my God.
0: Horrifying. Right? Horrifying. So I was, I honestly, it's the weirdest thing. My memory just erased that. I remember her pulling it off, but then my memory goes blank to when I'm at home. And what had happened, what you can relate versus that horrible, like I was so excited and I finally felt normal again for the first time. in like, cause I started when I was in fifth grade now I'm in eighth grade. I finally felt normal for the first time in like three years. And yeah, she did that. And I was lucky because my my girlfriends were standing there and they've all like went to the river together. So they knew that this was a huge problem for me. And they took care of that situation for me. They like got me out of there. And instead of going on the field trip, my friend Alexis was like, I'm just gonna go home with you and we're gonna go sit together and this will be okay. I can still, Access that rage because as I got older, being able to wear falsies and thin eyebrows were in style. So I was okay for the most part. And I could fill them in as I always kept the front half. So I just filled in the back. So most people, I think, again, I'm not sure, most people would not have known that I did it. The, the way my our school system works, it was like seventh, eighth grade was middle school, but then you go to high school. So I had figured out by the time I got to high school, how to do the fake eyelashes, how to do the eyebrows. So I was very fortunate that I never went for the hair on my head. It was really a non-issue in, in high school. Like I was say a fairly pop popular, like my boyfriend in high school was the quarterback and I had a lot of friends and that was all good. So I never experienced bullying in high school like I did in fifth through eighth grade.
1: Now, when did you find out the name for trick?
0: my mom, my mom brought it up to me again. I don't remember how old I would have been. I started when I was like 11. She probably would have been on it pretty quickly. But I remember up until really recently, I, I didn't want to call it Trixitellomania because it just sounds like the mania part makes me seem like a lunatic. So I just was on like, I don't, I mean, Jesus, like, and it's defined my life. It's absolutely defined my life, but I can't call it that. So, but my mom would have been the first one. And we were just always about hiding it as fast as we could hiding it. Like my mom, I remember this and I haven't talked to her about this. Permanent makeup was like just starting to become a thing. And it was so bless her heart. It was so, it was so traumatic. And she doesn't even know she took me to get, eyeliner tattooed on my eyelids and I would have been very young I I, early teen at at the most and I just remember feeling so horrified as she was as the woman was doing it on my eyes I understand why my mom did it I I, but it was she was doing her best to help me hide it hide it hide it hide it we don't talk about it it's called your mania people do it you know here's some like ed- some information on it but i was like i can't like the overwhelming shame of feeling like a freak and a weirdo and a crazy person was just i'm like if i don't really acknowledge it then i don't really have it even though it's it's on my face
1: so tell me more about the permanent makeup i had it
0: tattooed on the lady that did it was not very good um so it came off fairly quickly I only did it that one time as a teenager, as a young kid. Did I do the eyeliner? When I got older, like my eyebrows are microbladed on. I did that when I was probably twenty-seven. So I've had them microbladed on ever since, which is which is helpful because I have next to none. I mean, I'm in a really bad layer of 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 pulling from. I don't know, the last four years or so, I've been pretty bad and I have not been able to really tone it down, give or take, the first break of COVID. Like when it was Hmm. like everybody stays home, everybody does nothing. I'm like, great. I like, like like I grew some eyelashes out, but then they were gone. And I took some professional photos with my horse with no makeup on or like no like falsies on. And you could see I had them. And i was so proud of myself but i just thought how long until i snap and i ruin this and then i hate myself for ruining this and it didn't last too long that was the one break of success i
1: had yeah eyelashes for me are tough they're my favorite ones they're the most satisfying for me i had like a 10-year gap like i would pull them for sure You but really? i would yeah like i would pull them so like i would notice a little gap like no one else could like I still felt like I had a full set of eyelashes but I remember like taking an Instagram picture of like a blue eyeliner I had I'm like oh can people notice this gap if I looked back now I'm like you had a full set girl what are you stressed about wow good for you Mm -hmm. then the pandemic hit and I was just like boom and I'm still working to get him back they are so
0: hard and I eyebrows are a good one for me too. I love my eyebrows. I love pulling those out, particularly the beginning of them now, because now it's like, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because I do the microblading. It's oddly satisfying It, mm-hmm. it for us tricksters. It's very, very satisfying. Like as they're drawing and like, you know, it's like a little tattoo, but you can feel the skin like cut a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I fell asleep and I felt like such a weirdo because the girl doing, i was like, does it, does, does hurt? I'm
1: like, no. <laughs> so it like,
0: feels so good keep going i'm such a nut keep going and then it's
1: like besides the time where they grew in for the beginning of the pandemic did you have like growing up from 11 on did you have moments where things kind of grew in or has no. it been steady
0: like oh uh, okay. my my eyebrows would be
1: fleeting they,
0: they would go oh you yeah, have eyebrows for a bit and then none but the eyelashes have been gone since i was in fifth grade just gone mm-hmm. which it's I don't know if i'll ever beat them, but i'm learning no (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i've never really had them besides the one little gap in the pandemic
1: i did Mm -hmm. i did okay and i think what's really hard is that and someone else mentioned this to me before i never thought of it even though it's so true when they do grow back they're growing back at different paces they're growing back down it's so it's harder to have them grow back in because there are so many that need to be pulled out. It, it, yes. If you get one that is
0: sharp and you blink and you feel it, it's like, you've got to go. And I do a lot of this where I'll just rub them and just touch them. And it's like, I'm subconsciously scanning all the time for the one that doesn't feel right all the time. And same with my eyebrows. Like I will get the beginning of an eyebrow hair. Like the ones up in the front are thicker than the ones at the end. So when it's growing in, it's sharp. And I like to put it kind of in between like my nail and pick like this. And then I'll press down on my fingertip pad into my nail bed and go like this. And then eventually I've irritated the hair so much that I got to bump this up and I got to go get tweezers and rip it out. And then if I'm lucky, this is going to sound so neurotic. (laughs) If I'm lucky, the big eyebrow ones will bleed a little bit. Do you ever get get those the ones where yes. you pull in and it bleeds? And it's like, oh, that was bad, but oh it's like oh, the bleeders are great. But it's, it's like it is, they are. Oh man, mm-hmm. the bleeders are great. Eyelashes typically don't bleed, but the eyebrows do.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: at, at the very front, and it's satisfying. And then I'm immediately so sad because I'm like, oh, that was a really healthy good hair that is still giving you another chance like please let me live and it's no Mm -hmm.
1: it's
0: like Mm -hmm. these are gonna stop growing at some point girl and you're gonna be screwed you know and it's like
1: what's your relationship with tweezers do you have to have them around or you don't have them that's a that's
0: a rough question um okay so towards like i said towards the beginning of the pandemic i'm like look i'm home i don't have to wear makeup so I can kind of avoid the mirror. This is a good time for me to part with my tweezers because I have, I, I i mean, I'm not a drug addict obviously, but it's like, I have to imagine that's how drug addicts feel. I have to imagine that's how, how, it, how it feels. Um, I gave my mom all my tweezers and I had like a collection. I had the pink ones, which I still miss them. The pink ones, the black ones, A pair that was for getting out splinters because I got really low on a tweezer one time and I found one and it was one for getting out, like, so it was sharp. Mm -hmm. Stabbed myself in the eye with that one. I don't recommend it. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I gave my tweezers to my mom and the deep fear, like this visceral fear of giving up my tweezers was horrific. Like, I just started, I walked downstairs, I like, I started, like, no, don't, don't. And then I was like, no, give her the tweezers. And I stood at the top of the stairs and I'm like, okay, you gotta go. You gotta give her the tweezers. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay. So I walked downstairs, I handed my mom the tweezers and I just uncontrollably sobbed. I just, just this pain that was so deep in my heart sobbed, giving her my tweezers. It made me cry and think about it now. But I gave them to her and then I ended up moving out of my parents' house fairly shortly after that. And then I didn't have any tweezers, which it's hard to put on false eyelashes without tweezers they can sell you the eyelash clampy ones all they want they suck they don't work as well so then i moved in with my roommate and i had bought another pair of tweezers because like a drug addict i was like oh you know what other hairs i like to pull in a pinch or the ones down here by your chin those are great in a, in a pinch those are really good and i had like a sharp hair and i was like this is like a beard hair oh my god you've got to get get rid of this and that's okay because people are always going to get rid of these so i stopped at a CVS, bought the tweezers and then I was like, okay, these are going to just going to be your car tweezers. They aren't going to come in the house in the bathroom. And then that didn't last very long. And then I ended up telling my roommate who's very open about mental health. So I walked up to her, started sobbing and said, please take these away from me because I cannot stop pulling my eyelashes and my eyebrows. You have to take them. And so she like took them, she hid them in a room. And then I just like, you're just not going to pull. You're just not going to pull. And I was just like losing my mind because it was so heavily my coping mechanism for being just overwhelmed. I'm like, it's now I have no co coping. And I'm like, so I was just neurotically pacing. I was like, I don't know what to do. And then we came up with this thing called tweezer time where I could take my mirror and go sit in the living room while she watches TV and she can supervise where I'm pulling. That worked pretty well. And then I had a relapse. And she doesn't even know this yet because i have not had the strength to tell her that i failed at this but i went to the store i had it here on my channel. i was like i gotta get rid of this thing i have to because it was all i could think about and it was so overwhelming i'm like and you can't get these with your fingers mm-hmm. not really and like i'm like i have to go get the tweezers so now i have a pair of tweezers again and I just kind of feel like a drug addict. Every time I get my hands on tweezers again, I feel like I'm having like a drug relapse or something. It's so hard. It's so hard. My relationship with tweezers is a really, really complicated one, for sure. They're my crutch, but then they also ruin my self-esteem and my life.
1: I have a similar relationship, but I have to have them. They must be there. I might not even use them. But they must be somewhere I can find them. Because if they're not, I'm going crazy. I'm ripping the house apart. I'm like, if going to the store, I, I have to.
0: Yeah, if I don't know where they are, like when I gave them to my roommate and they were in there, I'm like, okay, they're in her room.
1: They're in her room,
0: though.
1: Oh, God, okay.
0: And then, like, when I bought that other pair then I couldn't find them, the blind panic. If I don't know where they are, it's all I can think about. And I can't leave until I find them. Like mm-hmm. just, if I just like misplace them, but keeping them in my car does help a little bit, but I'm still like, I'm still not doing well with my trick right now. Like I'm definitely in a down
1: part. Have you tried therapy? Yes. Trick? yes. I have
0: a therapist who I've been seeing for, I need to look and see. I want to say it's close to a year. She is fantastic. She's not specialized in but what. Like i meet with her every friday i also tried to meet with a psychiatrist and try prozac which i'm still on um gabapentin for when i'm in like a really bad anxious overwhelming flare it's just like a light sedative what she has done and what we've kind of discovered together Is that my trichotillomania is not the problem; it's a huge symptom of the problem. And so, being able to kind of deconstruct it backwards has absolutely helped. And we've had to really go back and think of. She did a little bit of like hypnotherapy, like with me, where it's like think of the moment when you started pulling. What was going on in your life? And I had to really like dig deep in my mind and figure out what happened? Like, why did I turn to this huge, massive sign of deep anxiety that you're literally harming yourself and disassociating huge, like what was going on? And I look back at it and I go, okay, my parents were overwhelmed with my sister. They were having marital problems. I was a hypersensitive kid, deep rooted people pleaser. And when I saw my sister wasn't happy and my parents weren't happy in their relationship, I like took it upon myself. I'm like, okay, but I can sing and dance, make everybody happy. And like, I can hit the softball really far and I'm going to get good grades in school and everybody's going to think I'm great. And I was very, I was a very central figure in my parents' marital problems. Like I was almost like the go between and I'm like 11, 12 years old at this point. Cause I was talking to my mom and she said that when I first started pulling, it was kind of more mild and then is there marital problems and their problems with my sister the fighting in my house increased my dad started work working more and it was just this gone it was just off to the races gone so i've had to like deconstruct those issues do a lot of talking to young natalie you know that kind of therapy style so my therapist and i are still kind of unpacking that trauma and anxiety and trying to understand what living in a high stress situation does to your brain and like the neuro it's not neural pathways that's the wrong wrong word but it's like you know how your brain copes like those like deep rooted stuff and i just couldn't escape the stress and the yelling and the fighting and the unhappiness and the high tension i mean so much tension in my household as a as a kid that pulling was my only escape was it's like I just had to just disassociate and just pull, and I could be not home for a while. I could be fantasizing, pulling my eyebrows and my eyelashes, and then you come back, and then you're full of shame. Your mom is heartbroken because your her pretty pretty daughter has ripped out all her hair on her eyelashes and eyebrows, and once mom wants to fix it, but she can't. While simultaneously and. Unconsciously being a part of the problem because now I'm letting her down. There is just one thing my mom said to me, and I never forgot it because I'm very close with animals. Like I'm very close with my dogs and my horses. It's always been a thing for me when I was a kid. My mom said, How would you feel if you were watching, watching Millie smack her face against the wall and harm herself over and over and you couldn't stop it? How would that make you feel? And I just remember she said it to try to be helpful, but it just like gutted me. I was like, I am hurting my parents while well, my parents are already hurting because of their relationship. They're already hurting because of my sister. And now I'm making it worse. And that was just like, really revved up my self hate and how like my negative talk about myself just absolutely snowballed after that.
1: Our generation, same age as you, our generation of parents, I feel like, tried their absolute best. Like, they're doing their best. Like, they're taking us to the doctors. They're doing all these things. They really want to fix it. Yeah. Like, with you doing that, you're making me feel like there is something really wrong. Because why am I getting taken to all these places?
0: Yeah. It very much felt like something was wrong with me. And... Man, started my complicated relationship with men too, because I remember my mom, my mom's very pretty. And that was kind of her ticket to how she met my dad who had, you know, more money and a higher social status than her. So it was always an emphasis on you need to be pretty. And without your eyelashes and your eyebrows, you're not pretty and boys won't like you and men won't like you. And, you know, there's something wrong with you. So I just grew up absolutely thinking something was really wrong with me and I could hide it in high school. So it was a non-issue. So I was able to have boyfriends and guys like that. But then I kind of like hit my 20s and I agree. I don't know what happened, but it just made me really feel like there is something wrong with me and I'm unlovable. And what happens? What about that horrible day when you're dating somebody, you spend the night at their house or god forbid you guys like take a shower together okay not my face i can't go to the beach not my face you know like and it just made me immediately put up this wall this like where i can't i have a very hard time getting past a certain level of intimacy because then this conversation's gonna happen and you're gonna think i'm weird and i'm a freak and i just it's it's really been something i'm working on in therapy is intimacy and even somebody being close close to my face, don't be close to my face, please. And don't stand mm-hmm. flat, flat, sideways because then you can see that my eyelashes aren't real. and My eyebrows aren't whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just all mm-hmm. these little things that just like holding eye contact for me is hard. So it's like a lot of, it causes a lot of intimacy issues for me that I really wasn't even aware of up until therapy when we've like unpacked it.
1: And it starts so young. It starts the moment there's like a gap or a bald spot. Yeah. And that that sense of paranoia, too, I felt the same way. Like I tried eyelash extensions when I was a senior in high school and I had no eyelashes at all. For some reason, my eye looked really like wide open and (laughs) didn't work out. And I remember, you know, I wore a really dark eye makeup. But if you looked at me from the side, there was nothing there. Don't sit near me. Don't look at me. And it is so it's extremely hard to feel comfortable when you think, and for the most part, people do point stuff out. So it's not even like, oh, I'm just thinking this. They're not gonna say anything. Oh no, they're probably gonna say something. So yeah. I need to look away and be out of the situation. Yep. yep,
0: sunglasses are big for me. Like with my job, I work outside with ho- with horses. So I have sunglasses on a lot of the time. And even just wearing sunglasses makes me feel kind of disconnected from who I'm talking to. So unless I trust that person quite a bit, I can even with my false eyelashes now. I don't know what happened in my twenties that brought my insecurity about being looked at head on. And like I like I messaged you about how great these false eyelashes are, and I've only been using them since I talked to you about it. Those are a game changer because so many false eyelashes tip down. Mm -hmm. Oh, if my eyelashes aren't right, Barbara. Oh my god, I like like even right now when I was putting them on because I'm going to go to work after this. This middle part doesn't lie perfectly so now i'm like okay i just kind of need to keep the the six feet for co-covid beautiful beautiful stay away that was the best thing ever it's like six feet apart i'm like sick you can't you can't see that i don't have eyelashes or eyebrows excellent
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's so bad Do you have any tricks of the trade for applying eyelashes? Yes.
0: I, okay. So the brand is called, is from head covers. My mom first found them when I first started pulling and they were designed for people going through chemotherapy, which made me feel like something was really wrong with me. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh wow, these are people who are really sick. They're the, all oh, they're the natural ones. I can go grab it and look at which ones they are, but they're so fine. And like a lot of false eyelashes are really thick at the base. So you can see that hard line of them. or they're too heavy? These just look like normal, normal eyelashes. And they're fantastic. I use the Duo Eyelash Glue, the clear one. I used to use the black one. And I still will if I'm doing, like if I'm going out or if I'm dressing up, I'll use the dark one because my eyeliner is heavier so you can hide it. But typically I use the clear one. I use tweezers to put them on and then the real trick is to get a blow dryer Mm -hmm. on low cover half of it with your hand and then blow dry them up as the glue is kind of like yeah as the glue is like starting to be like set semi set you blow them up because a lot of eyelashes want to tip down so use the blow dryer and then tip them up and then i run my finger along and i press 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 to push them up Big secrets yeah but I'm not wearing my eyelashes or my makeup. I'm very withdrawn. And I just feel like I struggle with eye contact. My sentences are short to people. Like, even if I go out, like sometimes I'll go to the stables without my eyelashes on. And I just feel like, and these are people who I trust, you know, they're all kind. And when I don't wear my eyelashes, I like the first time I didn't wear them, I headed. I'm, I'm experimenting with this. I headed it off and I was like, Oh, I have trichotillomania. I pull my eyelashes, so that's what's wrong with me. And then I, I, I turn and I, I almost head off all the negativity, and I'm like, I know it's weird. I've been doing it since I was twelve. I don't have eyelashes anyways. And it's just an awkward, hard <laughs> cut, and then I leave. And <laughs> it's like, so like that's been hard for me to do, but I've done it. And that's pretty recent with my therapist to just say it and then cut and run. <laughs>
1: yeah that's fantastic because that it, like you said it it you know what? don't even ask me anything here's what it is bop, leave me alone move on i like that approach
0: I'm, I'm i'm gonna try it there was my old job there was this um man that was on the our board of directors and he was standing above me and i was out at my desk and he goes you don't have eyebrows
1: and he's like
0: 50 and i'm like jesus Christ. Like, and I was like, yeah, I know I over, and I, I lied. And I said, he goes, do you like sh- shave, them off? And you know, I don't, why do girls do that? And I went, yeah, I don't know. And I just was like, and I'm, and it permanently changed my relationship with him. Cause he was somebody who I had previously liked quite a bit. And I'm like, man, why would you ever say something like that to somebody? And this was a couple years ago at my old job. And she sat down and she's talking we're all like a round table we're, we're talking and i realized i was like oh, she doesn't have eyelashes and i was like it was all i could th- think about the whole time And i was like oh my god i want to ask her i want to ask her i want to ask her if she's a mania and i just kept like obsessively thinking about it My like, god i want to ask her so bad but then i thought if somebody outed me like that i would be devastated even though i would be coming from a place of hey i've been battling with this since I was 11, you seem to have a ton of confidence, not wearing s- uh, false eyelashes. Can we talk? Like, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to like out her. Like I thought about sending her an email after and I was like, even some friends with her on Facebook. I'm like, I see your name and I'm like, God, I want to ask you, but it's like, you just don't
1: ask. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: It's not my place to ask her. And it's just like so that's why i was so excited when i found you and this whole group i'm like wait these are people who are willing to talk about it and want to talk about it and maybe that will help me you know so it's just so i don't have to feel so alone and like such a weirdo
1: i was working and i met someone she asked me something and she didn't have eyelashes and i didn't either and at this point in my life i one of my goals was like i'm not wearing big eyelashes anymore like i'm I just that.
0: I tried that yeah it made
1: me with it made me like withdraw and i didn't like that mm. it made me depressed she kind of had her hair like kind of covering her face and i was like look at me like in my head i'm thinking look at me though look at me like like you let's connect <laughs> let's connect but i still i didn't say anything either i was like i can't i if if she were to notice mine i want i know it's, I it's know. hard yeah it's mm-hmm. a hard line and i think too like with even with being so open i feel like i'm getting more and more open as as time goes on with my trick. But like that guy that you talked about, like I've had situations where people are like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, oh, you don't deserve to know. Like, even though I am open, yeah. I'm not educating you. You're not gonna re- receive this the way that I want it. And I'm not gonna tell you, it's not my place. I don't like that.
0: In the earlier stages of dating this guy, like, well, I would say we were dating. I don't know what he would say, but <laughs> it was like, I would say we were da- dating, but we were, talking and the relationship was like not fizzling out but like he's like oh I just like you as a friend and I'm like oh oh, well, oh okay that's I disagree but okay <laughs> you know like, whatever and I was on the phone with him and I just my first thought is he knows about my eyelashes and my eyebrows
1: he noticed he
0: noticed that's what's wrong that's what's wrong that's why he doesn't want to date me that's what's wrong and I just thought I was like and I I wanted so bad you know what I ended up asking him. I'm on the phone. I'm like halfway crying. It was so embarrassing, and I said to him, and I'm like, "Is it?" He's like, "He's like, you're just not my type. You're just not my type." Like I'm like,
1: "Okay, super."
0: And I'm like, I was forming the words to say, "Like, is it my makeup?" Like I like, which I mean, really, like you know. And so I so I I go, "Is is it my makeup?" Like I actually I I eked it out, knowing I'm not going to talk to him after this. But do I even really want to know? if that's what mm-hmm. it is. And he goes, no. And I was like, was like, what's wrong with your makeup? And I was like, mm. and I thought, I feel like I want to say it, but then screw this guy. He doesn't get to know what's wrong with me. Like he doesn't get to know that, but it, it hurt me. Like I hurt myself thinking that that's what it was. And that I was, that I'm less than, and it's this giant, ugly elephant secret in the room that we just don't talk about.
1: Well, it just shows how, how extremely complicated trichotillomania is and how all these things connect to it and how it literally alters your life. Like you had mentioned, it does. um, It changes everything.
0: Yeah. It changed everything.
1: Sometimes I wonder like who
0: I would have been if I didn't do this to myself. Like Mm -hmm. if I didn't have this, who would I be? What would I do? What would be different? Because it's, I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to cry. I'm sure it's changed my life in ways that I can't even recognize.
1: Tell me how you got to the step of like, hey, I'm sharing my story now. Like, let's do this. You know, I think society has changed a lot
0: where we can share more. It's okay. Like mental health issues are, are okay. Therapy's okay. I feel like I'm tired of feeling this way. I want to get help. I want to throw everything at it and see if i can i want to go to therapy i'm going to try medication i'm going to reaching out to you was like that last step of like in my head it was like signing up for aa <laughs> it's, it's like it's like i am an alcoholic <laughs> it's like you know but it's it's like to actually do that but i just i want to not let this define who i am anymore and be f- free of that cuz it's you know It's like just to move on and put this aside and not have it be that, you know, if it's not my first thought every morning, it's my second thought. And it's like, I'm really tired of living like that and feeling down about myself. So Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I just need to either own this or get over it, which I'm realizing you can't. Like my parents used to phrase it to me. Well, when you want to stop, you'll stop. You know, it's like when you have the willpower to stop, you'll stop. And so I kind of grew up thinking, okay, when I want to stop, I'll stop. But I, I like, I can't stop. And I'm definitely in a better headspace than I've ever been in. And I thank my therapist for that tremendously, where I'm like, I'm in a good headspace. I'm better at managing stress, but yet, I cannot stop pulling my eyelashes and my eyebrows. Like, I can't stop doing it. And I, I'm excited to be, like, taking your your course and to, to connect with people who do have it and that I can relate because it's a very complicated, sometimes, like, insidious thing that it's, you know, I'm tired of letting it define my life. Embracing relationship with your trick where, for me, it's always been this dark ugly secret we don't talk about you know and Mm. it's like no wait we can talk about this it can be funny